Hey, it's Greg Stanley. Do you know you can now win prizes such as a Starbucks gift card, Concord tickets, or car swag for being the first to answer an entertaining trivia question? Get the weekly trivia question by following me on Instagram or Facebook at The Collector Car Podcast and just DM me your answer. The first person with the correct answer wins. Also, as a new aspect of my automotive passion and hobby, I am a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. If you need assistance consigning a collector car at Amelia Island, Pebble Beach, Auburn, West Palm, or Hershey, email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Welcome to the Collector Car Podcast. Got a great guest today, Steve Volk. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, if you would, I know you're heavily involved in the automotive world, specifically the Shelby world. If you would, tell me uh, a little bit about your museum, how it got started, and some of the cool cars in it. Well, the Shelby American Collection in Boulder, Colorado, is actually has grown into the finest collection of Shelby race cars in the world. Um, we actually started it back in 1996. Uh, you know, we had a, a relationship with Carol Shelby. Carol Shelby was a good friend, and we were, you know, we started collecting uh, Cobras and, and GT40s and a lot and memorabilia back in the 80s and we were uh vintage racing cobras actually uh one of the guys one of the founders bill murray uh who has murray racing in loveland colorado uh he was actually racing he was you know he he was racing a cobra in uh scca he was actually the last probably um you know semi-professional Cobra that was being raced up until like 1983. Anyway, so one day, you know, we had so much memorabilia, a a lot of cars. And one day we sat down with Carol and said, you know, you have done so much for American auto racing. And also in terms of putting America on the map, you know, with not only the SCCA championships and USRRC championships, but the FIA championships. I mean, he he took us to Europe and, you know, he took America to Europe and won the World Manufacturers Championship in 1965. So we sat down with Carol and and we said, you've done so much for America and, and the American car industry as a whole, ushering in the muscle car era with the Shelby Mustang. Nobody has done a museum that is entirely focused on your accomplishments, and we want to do that here in Boulder, Colorado. That just spawned because of uh, Boulder's where the look the collection began. That's right. Okay. Okay. And then, what was the price point these cars were trading at back in the early '80s when it began? Was it you know fifty thousand dollar car versus the two or three million dollar car now? Uh, yes. In in fact, um, I bought a uh, a Cobra team car in the early 80s and, you know, paid like $120,000 for it. And everybody thought I was absolutely insane to pay that kind of money for a right. factory. <laughs> yeah, which obviously today is a, a multi-million dollar car. Uh, but when we asked Carol that question, you know, he, he paused. We were in his office out in Gardenia and he, he turned, he looked at me and he said, Steve, uh, I, I would be honored if you would, you know, create a museum in my name. 
and I will support you for as long as I'm vertical. And he kept his word. Wow, that's really cool. Now, what was the very first car in the collection that is still in the collection? We have the FIA Cobra Roadster CSX 2345, and that's been in the collection for like 22 years. That, that you know, that car was driven by Phil Hill and Bob Bondurant and Sir John Whitmore, Roy Salvadori, Jack Sears. Everybody drove it, and, you know, it ran in the championship season, racked up a ton of points in 65. You know, it's got five first-place FIA wins. So, yeah, the car... You know, and one Pebble Beach in 2012. A lot of the original cars are still there. You know, sometimes they've been traded to get something better. The museum owns some of the cars because some of the cars have been donated, but others are owned by collectors around the country. Myself, Tom Benjamin has a a series of Cobras in, in the collection. And then Larry Miller of the Larry H. Miller family was a good friend and a avid collector. And you know, he passed away, of course, but his family is continuing to support our museum. So we, we have a number of their cars on display in the collection. Yeah. Now, could you tell me one of the stories of, you know, you hear about a Cobra and kind of the length or the adventure you went on to get one of those awesome cars? Yeah. You know, when we started collecting the cars in the uh, early 80s and into the 90s, you know, you just had to hunt them down. And there was a lot of confusion, too, about, you know, in the early days about what car was what. You know, for instance, we have um, the 10 Miles GT40 P1015, you know, the, the Mark II that uh, he won Le Mans in, in 1966. But we also have 1016, which is the, the gold Mark uh, GT40. 40 Mark II that uh, was the third place winner that Ronnie Bucknam drove for years, you know, back in the seventies, those cars were reversed. You know, they, um, people thought until Ronnie Spain sorted things out. So, you know, that there's been cases like that, but I don't think that there's been a lot of new discoveries here, really significant Cobra or GT40 discoveries maybe in in the last 10 years. Now, have you ever had a barn find Cobra? Uh, we have had uh, some of those on, uh, we had a, a, a 427 on, on display that Bill Murray of Murray Racing restored that was a barn find. And it, I mean, it was full of uh, rodent uh, scat and <laughs> the um, steering wheel was, you know, chewed up by, some kind of animal. Wow. So what was the story on that one? Like what, how to get in the barn? How long was it there? Who found it? That kind of stuff. Uh, Bill Murray was involved in uh, finding it, and it, it was a, a fairly substantial you know, body off restoration. That lived in the museum for a while and then uh, has now moved on. Now, this is called the Collector Car Podcast. So what cars are in your personal collection, if you can share? I'm fortunate enough to own that FIA Cobra Roadster CSX 2345, and, you know, that's totally unrestored. That's just as it raced uh, down to its tires. And then I've got one of the uh, Cobra Le Mans cars, um, you know, the, the black with the short trunk. That's uh, CSX 2137, and that's a really important car because it's the first Cobra to win an FIA race with Dan Gurney 
and it was also driven by Bob Bondurant. The other Cobra that I own that's really significant is uh, one of the black Cobra Le Mans from 63, and that's the first Cobra to win an FIA race, the, the Times Grand Prix um, out in L.A., and that was – or no, I'm sorry, it was Bridge Hampton uh, that was the first FIA win with Dan Gurney. And that was that's the first Cobra that started the Cobra Ferrari Wars, and that's the first Cobra to win an FIA race, American car with an American driver, Dan Gurney, to win an FIA race. And then Bob Bondurant drove it uh, in the, you know, 63 times Grand Prix in L.A. So, I mean, that's a really important car. That's in the museum. And I'm fortunate enough to own one of the uh, full comp 427s. You only made about 23 of these PSX 3029, and that's a recent restoration by Murray Racing. So which one did of those cars was first to your collection, and what was the story behind it? How did you find it? I had uh, one of the early cars was the 2345, the uh, FI Roadster. There's only uh, two surviving. You know, they made five FIA Cobra Roadsters, and... Uh, you know, three of them were kind of destroyed in Europe and pieced back together. But the other Cobra Roadster, that FIA Cobra Roadster that survives is CSX 2323. I owned that for a while and then I had an opportunity to obtain CSX 2345. It was owned by Michael Schoen of the U-Haul family. And, you know, he's a Cobra historian. He wrote the Cobra Ferrari Wars. And I was able to uh, acquire that from him. And then the other significant car that I own is the Mario Andretti 1967 Mark IV that he drove at Le Mans with uh, Lucien Bianchi in uh, you know at the 67 Le Mans. He was he set a track record and he was running in second place when uh, you know they came in for brakes went out and then he spun and clipped the front nose so he was out of the race now if you had to this is a cruel question but if you had to pick one of those to stay in your garage and you had to sell the other ones which one would you keep <laughs> well i think the um the fia cobra roadster and the, the reason why i say that is you know, with the five first place fia wins and uh, more importantly, it's the only factory team car that is completely unrestored, down to the tires. It, it, you know, one Pebble Beach in 2012, that's the keeper. Right, right. Now tell us a little bit more about your other cars that you have in the collection there at the museum. It, I'm assuming some are kind of on display for a little while. You know, you have different types of events that come through there, is that correct? Or different kinds of collections that come through there? We've actually been pretty stable, you know, for the last 20 years or so and, and just been adding cars. But the highlights of the collection, uh, we have the very first Cobra that the Larry H. Miller family bought. You know, Carol owned it up until uh, his death uh, in 2012. And then the family put it up for auction in the Larry H. Miller family. Uh, you know, the Shelby family put it up for auction and the Larry H. Miller family purchased it. So. That's CSX 2000, so that's the very first Cobra, and that's in the museum. We have uh, one of the uh, Cobra Daytona Coupes, and that's uh, CSX 2299. And that's, uh, in our opinion, the the most significant of the six Coupes because it won 
uh, Daytona and Sebring and Le Mans. Yeah, could you talk a little bit more about that? Is that the red one that's the right-hand drive? Uh, no, you're thinking of the Wilmot Coupe. We, we also okay. have that, and that has a, a very significant race history, actually. As you probably know, uh, John Wilmot, you know, called up Shelby in 64 and said, hey, you know, uh, I, I'd like to get a coupe. And Carol said, I, I don't have one to give, uh, but I'll send a couple guys over and help you guys fabricate one. And so that became known as the Wilmot Coupe. And yes, it, it is red. It's had a, a, uh, in its racing history, it's had a few different configurations. And, you know, driven by guys like uh, Jack Sears, that, that was, it's a very significant car, it has a fabulous race history. And, and, you know, Greg, I should mention, you know, when we started the museum back in 1996, we would have these annual events and everybody would come out. You know, um, if you came to one of our galas, you would see, of course, Dan Gurney and Carol Shelby and Bob Bondurant and Jack Sears and Phil Remington and Bob Johnson and Tom Payne. They all came. And, and it was so amazing to spend the weekend with those guys in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, to get to know those guys. And, and uh, I did I mention Phil Hill? Yeah. No, I don't think he did, but that's an amazing collection of folks that have had a lot of history with the Shelby nameplate. That's amazing to get them all in your museum for those type of events. Uh, we did, and we did it year after year after year. And, um, you know, Pete Brock would come. All the guys would come. And, and you know, Chuck Cantwell, Lou Spencer. And they were all so appreciative of the effort, you know, because we're an all-volunteer organization. They're so uh, appreciative of the effort that we had put into the museum. And they were actually, you know, in the 90s and even into the 2000s. And, you know, Alan Grant, too, is in that group. I'm sure I've left some folks out. And, and Alan Grant still comes along, along with Aaron Shelby. And they were so appreciative and so surprised that, you know, anybody cared about what they did back in the 60s. And it was so amazing to see, you know, see them together and uh, hear the arguments that came out, you know, uh, Alan Grant uh, talking about how Bob Bondurant bumped him and um, Carol Shelby and Phil Hill, you know, a couple times got into it. But, uh, you know, Shelby won Le Mans as a driver in 1959 in an Aston Martin DBR1. And, you know, because Phil was winning almost every year back then. And hearing the arguments about, yeah, well, you know, we had this problem and that problem. Otherwise, there's no way in hell you would have won, Shelby. Wow, that's really amazing. And could you talk a little bit about your Daytona Coupe? Like you said, there's only one of six ever made. I know I've seen the one at the Simeon Museum. We have had that for, I would say, about 18 years. And that was purchased that the, the guy who had who owned it i won't mention names here he had spent a million dollars on it wow he you know it cost him a million million bucks and he just couldn't believe that he had a million dollars tied up in a car and so um we were able to buy it we had to buy it of a multi you know the larry h miller family uh, larry bought it and at a, uh, a multiple of that, but it wasn't anything like what it's worth today. Right, right. You know, we were very fortunate to get it, and we've had a, a lot of fun with it. You know, we uh, vintage raced it, took it to Europe, uh, you know, ran it at Goodwood, and it's a fantastic car. And it actually, 
it just got back. It was at the uh, Museum of Modern Art in Phoenix, Arizona, for a display they were doing. All right. Well, I have to ask, what's one car that's on your museum's wish list? I would say that would have to be, you know, 1046, the uh, P1046, which is the black uh, number two GT40 Mark II that uh, won the Mall in 66. You know, we've got the, we have the second place. You know, we have the 10 miles car and we have the uh, third place car. Yeah. So get all three of them lined up in your museum would be pretty nice, wouldn't it? Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the uh, Andretti Mark IV, which is J7. Um, you know, there were two early J cars, J1 and J2. And 10 miles, of course, was killed in J2. And we, and we have the remains of J2 on, you know, uh, at the museum. But um, and then they went back and destructively uh, tested and uh, destroyed J1. So there's really only, of the original cars that were raced, there's only six Mark IVs. And uh, we are fortunate to have two of those in our museum in Boulder. We have J4, which is the yellow Sebring car that Bruce McLaren and uh, Mario Andretti won Sebring. And then we have the J7 that uh, Mario Andretti drove at Le Mans. That's amazing. Now, I know you have some interest in some of the Shelby Street cars, including, what was it, the one of the Paxson Supercharged test cars? Is that right? We have a really interesting car that was donated to the museum by Steve and Joyce Yates, and that is a 1966 Shelby Mustang GT350S. It, it, it's the only one. It's a uh, it's the only S that Shelby made. It's you know it's ivy green. It's the first Shelby that wasn't painted white, and it's the factory prototype Paxton supercharged car. Yeah, I've read about that one for years, uh, and it's the, isn't it the only one that actually says GT three fifty S on the rocker stripes from the factory? That's correct. Wow. Now I know one car that's coming up for sale at one of the auction houses soon is the sixty six GT three fifty Ivy Green convertible. Do you guys have any interest in one of those four convertibles out there? Maybe. You know, we haven't really talked much about that internally, but that would be a, a really interesting car to have too. Right. I know the red one sold recently and I think the yellow ones in Pensacola? You know, it's hard to keep track of these cars after so many years. <laughs> I agree. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Well, what car has gotten away? What is one car that you either owned in, in the previous life that you wish you still had or that you almost got in the museum, but it just never worked out? Well, I would say that would be Fred uh, Simeon's uh, Daytona Coupe. We were oh, okay. a bidder on that 20, uh, CSX 2287. We thought we had secured the car and um but you know it it's it wound up at a great museum fred simeon you know the simeon museum he's done a fabulous job and he's got a fabulous collection of cars right yeah that's a great one to uh unfortunately having had missed out on we have a uh we've been focusing you know for the last 25 years on memorabilia and when i say memorabilia i'm talking about original race records uh, and Carol was kind enough to, uh, you know, he donated a lot of, of his memorabilia in terms of race records from Le Mans, uh, 66 Le Mans, 67 Le Mans, and Daytona and Sebring. And then we've also been collecting uh, trophies uh, from in-period trophies, molds. We have the original molds on the GT, uh, on the Ford GT Mark IV. There's only one set, one original set 
in existence, and it's in our museum. Wow. And, yeah, we have a lot of the GT40 uh, parts in terms of the experimental automatic transmissions. There's a lot to see in our museum. Wow. Okay. No, that's really great. Well, now, what are some uh, trends you're seeing in the collector car marketplace? I've noticed it seems like the uh, small block AC Cobras have... AC Cobras have gotten a little bit soft in the last few months. Have you seen any overarching trends around Shelby's? Yeah, there have been some 289 streetcar sales that have been surprising. But I, I think that, uh, you know, the cars with history are still going to remain really strong. I know that uh, one of my, uh, a car I used to own, and that's R002, the first R model. Really? Wow. It is uh, coming up for sale. Uh, it, supposed to be at Mecham Indy. I think that car is going to do really well. You know, that was driven by Ken Miles and Jerry Titus. And that is, uh, I know it's got the wrong number on it. Um, uh, you know, the, the Shelby, it's really our 001, right? Right. I mean, it's the first one made, but it uh, the chassis plate on it is 002 uh, only because, you know, it didn't matter back then. The guys put the wrong plate on uh, when they right. were done racing it i think you probably know the story i think that car will do very well at auction um recently we saw the bullet mustang uh did very well at auction so i think for uh, cars with uh good history and cars that can be documented you know no story cars will continue to be strong uh even while we go through this phase with the uh with COVID-19. Right. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. I guess I should clarify the ones that have sold recently were not that type of cars. I think the buyers are very selective and the cars that have sold, some of them were, you know, they were used on rallies. They weren't a fresh restoration, a little bit more on the tired side. So I, I do totally agree with you that with on that statement. Now, do you have any Cobra R's or GT350R's in the collection? Oh, uh, yes, we do. Um, wow. We, yeah, no, we, we're pretty, um, we're highly focused, but we, but we've got you know within the Shelby world, um, having you know the first Cobra, and we've got all variations of GT40s. You know we have uh, 108 the Roadster, so we have GT40 Roadster. You know we we have the two oldest surviving GT40s, which is uh, GT103 and GT104. You know those are lightweight chassis. Those are the first. Not only are they the oldest surviving GT40s, but they're the first GT40s to win a race uh, at wow. Daytona, Daytona in '65. So we can go, you know, we can go from 103, 104 to our Roadster, which is uh, GT108, and then we've got, you know, some other Mark One race cars. We have Mark Twos. We have a, a Mark Three road car. We and then we have two of the um, Mark IVs, as I mentioned, and then we have one of the Gulf team cars, oh, uh, wow. which is P1074. Now, recall that P1075 is the twice Le Mans winner, and so this is the sister car, and it, it didn't finish at Le Mans, but it, you know, it's got some nice wins at Reims and Spa. Right, right. Okay. Now, I do have one last question about a car that may or may not be in your collection. I didn't see it on your website, but do you have one of the 16... 66 SCCA Group 2 Mustang Coupe Racers? Oh, no, we do not. You know, the, you're talking about like a notchback Trans Am car? Right, which is my understanding. Those are basically our models under the skin, but they're technically Ford Mustangs because they didn't change the VIN. Yeah, and 
you know, we, we currently don't have one of those. Okay. So, all right. So I picked something that's not actually in your museum, which has been really, really hard to do because you're so well stocked with shelfy cars. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Well, are there any promotions or events coming up with your museum that you'd like to share? I know it's tough right now with COVID going on. Yeah. You know, every year we do a giveaway for a new Shelby Mustang. Uh, Ford is one of our sponsors, and they give us allocation. We still have to buy the car. But this year's car is amazing. It's a uh, 2020 Shelby Mustang GT500, and you know, it's in Ford Performance Blue. It's got all the all the uh, options. And uh, so, you know, folks can enter that if you're interested in winning a GT500. We'll do the drawing September 5th. Wow, and that's an amazing car. I just see that on your website. That is one that I'm going to have to submit my ticket for, for sure. Well, that's really, really cool. Well, I do like to play one game here at the end. I think I gave you a heads up. Uh, it's called Keep Cash and Crush. So what I do is I pick out three cars from you. I will not pick any from your collection because I'm not that mean of a guy. But I pick out three cars for you, and you have to pick out which one you want to keep forever, which one you want to cash in for cash, and then which one you're okay crushing, which is the hard part of this little <laughs> game. So are you ready to play? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. I've got three cars for you here. The first one is a 63 289 Cobra barn find, so in really, really rough shape. The next one is a 66, one we talked about earlier, a 66 Shelby convertible, one of four. And the third one is, I believe, the only 67 GT500 convertible ever made. I believe they made one in 67, and then they had the four in 66. Does that sound correct for 67? I think so. Okay. So those are your three cars, a 67 GT500 convertible, one of one, a 66 Shelby GT350 convertible, one of four, and a barn find 63-289 Cobra. Which one would you keep? Which one would you cash in? And which one would you crush? Okay. I would keep the 63-289 Cobra for sure. Really? Okay. And uh, I would cash in the 60-67 and crush the 66 convertible. Wow. You did not pick those in the order I thought you were going to pick them in. Okay. Explain your reasoning to me. Well, uh, assuming that the barn fine is not too rough, uh, I would like to leave that car original. I, I think that, not necessarily barn finds, but I think original cars are years from now, and, and you're seeing it now uh, on a trend. A, a original survivor is, is super important, and it'll be really important years from now. And I, I'm assuming that that 67, G, it was GT500 uh, prototype is going to be, uh, is going to bring maybe more cash than uh, one of the 66 convertibles. Okay. That's sound re sound reasoning. <laughs> I like it. I was surprised because I thought, well, maybe the barn find. He'll crush the barn find. But no, that's the first one you took. So that's really cool. Well, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your museum and your giveaway? You can go to our website, which is shelbyamericancollection.org. You'll want to visit our Facebook page, because we're constantly, uh, you know, we're, we're very active on Facebook and posting a lot of historical images. And, and, and also we do videos in the museum even now. Uh, and we'll post those little mini tours where we'll feature uh, a car or two. So that'll be of interest. And then on the GT500 giveaway, you just go to um, 
shelbygt500contest.org. All right. Well, thanks, Steve, for uh, sharing your passion for collector cars. Specifically, Shelby's with us today. Oh, you're very welcome, Greg. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.